Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. And we are super, super excited for this week's episode because we are starting a whole new series. A lot of you are familiar with with our album breakdown series where we have been going since the beginning of the podcast each Kelly Clarkson album and breaking it down track by track deep into the liner notes but this time we decided we wanted to break down Kelly's concert tours but we're going to be doing this one a little bit different we're not going to go in order of the concert tours we're going to jump around and do different tours at different times because you're never going to know which one's coming up next And we're going to start off our tour breakdown series with the Meaning of Life tour. That was the most recent one. So I don't know about you, Jeremy, but it's, I guess it's the freshest in my head. Even though it was was four years ago, um, it definitely, I remember it the best. Yeah. Um, And we're, just to kind of give you all a little bit of background, we had put out like a little call to action on our social media asking for certain kinds of questions or thing topics you may want us to talk about. We're going to get to a lot of them, probably not every single one. Um, we did have a couple people reach out asking if we can talk a bit more about like the touring industry as a whole, like how booking venues works and how opening acts work and all that. And I don't think we're going to get to that today because today we really want to stick, stick to this specific tour. But we do have an interesting episode coming up. We don't have an exact date yet, as we're kind of waiting to hear of some album news before we record it. Yeah. Um, to give you a very vague background, um, our buddy Moni, who is um, very early supporter of the podcast, she's one on she's on one of our very first episodes, came to us with a very very cool idea about talking a bit more about. Whether, whether that's um, album promotion. She didn't mention touring, but I think that could be a cool aspect. But just about how things are done in the industry. What goes on in an album promo cycle? How do you plan for an album? Maybe how you plan for a tour. And we want to use that as like a case. Like We want to use Kelly's new album as the example. So it's we're going to answer your questions about tour mm-hmm. eventually. But we're just waiting. So yeah. that was a little bit longer than I had hoped to explain that. But anyway, so stay tuned for that. We don't know when it's going to be recorded. Hopefully it's very soon. But um, we're very excited for today because Mini Life Tour was like probably my favorite tour I've been to. Of yeah. Course, uh, I think. So we're going to get into our tour breakdown in just a second. But first, uh, there was a little bit of sort of sly news that came out uh, over the weekend some of you might have missed it if you don't watch all of the videos that the kelly clarkson show puts out on youtube but if you did happen to catch over the weekend uh one video in particular that they put out it did sort of drop a little bit of news without making a big deal out of it uh it was the video where kelly and her assistant trisha come in and they were guessing the NFL player logos. It was sort of a, a tie into Kelly's hosting of the NFL honors and which is happening, which is happening on Thursday, by the way, that's right. Yes. And there was one little bit at the very beginning. You might've even missed it just as they were doing the introductions, but I did. Yes. But there were at least two points where we have now confirmed 
that Trisha Farrow is now officially Kelly Clarkson's manager. Uh, I didn't even catch this when I watched the video the first time, uh, but then one of our friends said, hey, did you see this at the beginning? And I went back, rewatched the beginning, and yeah, sure enough, uh, Kelly introduces Trisha as her manager, and they even put up the little graphic on the screen that says Trisha Farrow, BFF, manager, and I think it was like sports ball uh, aficionado or sports ball correspondent, <laughs> something like that. But Trisha has been known as uh, Kelly's personal assistant for a while. Uh, we know that Trisha first joined up with Kelly as a production assistant on the Addicted Tour. So she's been with Kelly since at least 2006. She's been on every subsequent tour after that. And then starting at least in the Meaning of Life era, possibly uh, closer to like the Piece it, by Piece era. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was when Trisha officially became Kelly's uh, personal assistant. And then since then, she's been her best friend by her side for absolutely everything. I mean, where Kelly goes, Trisha goes. And it looks like they've made it official now that Trisha is now Kelly's manager. Uh, I don't know if Trisha went through and completed the necessary accreditations. There uh, is none. Is there none? There, I see. No. I did. I did some research and I thought that you had to have certain accreditations to be a talent manager, at no. least in certain States. Oh, maybe in certain States. I mean, I know in Jersey you definitely don't have to do it. Okay. I, mean, I didn't, I don't have any credentials. Okay. Or didn't. No, no, no. Um, Cause there's some places not. that say you have to take a couple of, like you have to get a couple of accreditations that put, you know, some letters after your name. Not that people, you know, use it maybe on like if a, you want to do more like law stuff. I don't know. I know there possibly. are certain States. There are certain States though, where this has nothing to do with Kelly. Cause Kelly has a booking agent. Um, she, I don't know who, but, CAA is her agency. Um, there are a lot of states, though, that you are not allowed to be a manager and book and be a booking agent for the same artist. Uh -huh. Like you, you can't do it. It's illegal technically. I mean, I'm sure it happens. Um, I don't know anyone personally who does it, but um, yeah, technically it's not legal. But okay. so whatever. Yeah. Um, I love how Trisha technically started as Graham Colton's merch girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Love that tidbit. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I mean, listen, uh, a manager is probably one of, if not the closest person that works with an artist. Yeah. Um, a manager is basically a manager, like a management team. They are um, basically the way I explain it to people, because I used to work in management, is that they are basically like the middleman for anyone else who wants to work with the artist or they're like the quarterback. So they're basically, they're like the main rep for all aspects of an artist's career. Mm -hmm. So if like they're working with a label, like the manager will get, will be involved. If they're working with an agent, the manager will, will be involved. So they're Trisha wears many hats on, I'm guessing now. Yes. So very exciting news for Trisha. Yeah. We're happy for her. She is uh, definitely earned it and has worked her way up in Kelly's career. Obviously Kelly has, uh, every amount of trust in her and uh, we wish her nothing but the best. Very, very yeah. exciting news. And, Yay. you know, maybe someday down the road, we'll get to talk with Trisha and uh, find out what it's like to be in charge of Kelly Clarkson Incorporated. Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, let's move on to the beginning of our new series tour breakdown. As today, we are going to break down the Meaning of Life tour. Pam, I'm going to let you kind of start us off with the the sort of 60,000-foot uh, stats yeah. about the tour. 
All right. So the Meaning of Life tour, there were 28 shows in uh, North America, began in Oakland, California on January 24th, 2019, and ended in Greenville, South Carolina on March 30th, 2019. Um, the tour was announced in September of 2018. So the tour was announced almost a year after the album came out. Mm-hmm. And the tour happened about a year and a half later. So there was a a big gap from album coming out October of 2017 and the tour starting January of 19. That's a pretty large time period. And I think it was a lot to do with um, her being on The Voice. Yeah. Yeah, for a sure. A lot to do with it. Yeah. And, and she did play a few shows uh, to promote the record and sort of just, you know, to play shows. Uh, here and there in between the release yeah. of Meaning of Life and doing the actual Meaning of Life tour. Uh, yeah. But this was the real, you know, promotional tour for the record itself. So, yeah, it's very uncommon that there would be such a wide gap between an album's release and a tour to promote it. So already this was a bit of a unique tour. Yeah. So it was her highest grossing tour to date. And um, many sources online say that every single show was sold out, which I think is so exciting because these were also the, I think the biggest venues she had played. Like I, there were definitely like tours where she would play like an arena or she would do an amphitheater. But this was, I think the first tour that was entirely like all arenas that she was headlining. Am I, am I correct? I think you're correct in that because uh, everything else, you know, had other different styles of, of venues or theaters, right. amphitheaters, that sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, opening acts on this tour were Kelsey Ballerini and Bryn Cartelli. Uh, Bryn was at, I believe, every show. Kelsey was at most shows except for there was one weekend. Um, the way that the tour was set up, it was like Thursday through Saturday. So it was pretty much like for two months straight, every Thursday through Saturday, there would be shows. Yeah. Um, she was also doing the voice at the time and prepping for the talk show. But the one weekend that Kelsey Ballerini was not there, it was replaced by Maggie Rose. Um, that was in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and two shows in Uncasville, Connecticut. Um, Maggie Rose, I think, was actually – because this is when Kelly was still with Brandon, still part of Starstruck as her management team. And I uh-huh. think Maggie Rose is, is or was part of Starstruck. So I think that's kind of how that yeah. relationship started. Um, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about the opening acts in a bit. Um, and this was, again, like, well, I think this was the first time Kelly had worked with a VIP company yeah. to do – aside from – I'm not counting, like, Miracle on Broadway – because those were like specific one, you know, individual shows. But this was a full tour where they did VIP packages. So you were able to, there were like three or four different packages, like named after songs, like Whole Lot of Woman, Heat, Meaning of Life, things like that. You can buy different packages to get closer seats, whether that was in the front at the pit or at the bar. Uh, they had like a little bar around the stage where you can sit at. Yeah. Um, or one of the first few rows of seating. Um some of them came with extra merchandise, like like blankets. I know that was like the VIP giveaway was a meaning life blanket. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a pre-show little thing where you can like get some food and drinks and see her voice share. And they had like some of her like most memorable outfits on display. Like, yeah, I think the, maybe the Grammy dress. I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So it's just like a lot of little stuff you can do like before the show and um. 
it, you know, it's what a lot of artists are doing now because it's a very, it's an easy cash grab. I hate to sure. say. I mean, like, yeah. a lot, there's obviously a lot involved with producing these VIP events, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, like the Barstool seats were going for like at least five or six hundred dollars, right? Yeah, I believe they were four ninety nine for, uh, for a Barstool seat. This was the first time when I thought like, oh no, Kelly Clarkson is starting to price herself out of my ability to go see her. But then I realized, okay, that's a premium thing yeah. where you're right up against the stage, and you know there were there are lots of different other price points. I mean, it was still a, a relatively affordable show to go to. Depending on what you consider affordable, but and depending where where you wanted it to to be, yeah, because they had like they had different pit areas. You had one that was really expensive, one that was a little bit more affordable, but yeah. you still had a decent view, unless you're short like me. <laughs> uh, um, but it was cool. I like how they they did have different options, like different tiers for whatever your um, budget was. But it was still really pricey, and like I really hope that they scale it down a bit more whenever she tours next, because like. If you wanted to be up close, you had to put out you had a lot of money, like yeah. a lot. So, I, but- I I will say that I went uh, one of the shows that I went to was at uh, the arena in Rosemont, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, and I bought tickets in that the first um, section of seating because I was like, oh, I'm I'm in my late uh, gosh, when was this? This was 2009, so this was my early no 40s. 19 19 early, excuse 19. me. <laughs> So like my, I was in like my early forties. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm 40 now. Like I can't stand up for (laughs) two hours at a concert. Blah, I'm old. And I was sitting in the first, I think I was in like the first or second row of seating and several people that I know that I've met throughout the years uh, via message boards, et cetera, were in the pit area. And they were just like, "Just, just come on, just come here. And with, so of course at the moment I'm like, when I bought my tickets, I'm like, oh, no, I wanna, I'm want i going to have a seat so I can sit down. I have a place to put my stuff. And then that night at the show, my friends are all out in the pit. And they're like, come on, come to the pit with us. And I'm like, okay. And I, like, snuck into the pit. And then I was in the pit for the whole show. You revel. I did. I know. <laughs> I, I paid for seats and I ended up standing the whole night. And actually, don't okay. I, I don't regret it at all because – and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to make a big meal out of this story, but – I told this story in a previous uh, Mike Kelly experience episode about everything that happened to me at my meaning of life show. You can go back and listen to that, uh, that episode. Uh, but it made for, you know, the most memorable concert night of my life. Uh, Jeremy got a shout out from Kelly. I actually watched it last night, completely forgetting it happened. I was like, that's Jeremy. That's Jeremy. <laughs> I was so excited for you. So if you go on Facebook, look at the minute in a glass of wine from the Chicago area show. Um, I think it said Chicago on there. Yeah. Um, and you hear her talking to a guy in the crowd. It was about the like the photo. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the photo on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's talking yeah, she's talking to me and she she had recognized me during uh breakaway when she was singing uh right in the middle of the chorus. She points me out in the in the crowd and because she remembered me from Twitter and then she brought it up during Minute in a Glass of Wine. But yeah, I tell the whole story um in one of our previous uh very early episodes, so you can go back and listen to that because I'm not gonna monopolize the time during this episode. Yeah. But uh yeah, either way, the that was one of the cool things, the unique things about this particular tour is that there were a lot of really awesome options for different price levels. You know, you could just go and see the show and sit up in, you know, the the upper levels and still see a fantastic show and then if you were able to uh pony up the $1000 really for two tickets, 
you got a pretty awesome experience being at a bar stool with your own private bar. I think you got two drink tickets and you got the the glasses and all the stuff that came with it. I mean, it's very, very cool. I mean, you're you're kind of getting what you pay for a little bit, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a unique experience. I'm curious though, like the bars. I didn't get barstool seats, obviously, but like I'm wondering, like, is it fun? Because like you can't, like, can you stand up and dance, or do you have to sit and watch the show? Like, I wouldn't want to just like, I don't know. You like, probably, you you probably could because there was a bit of a a barrier between where the bar stool was and then there the barricade that separated the bar stool seats from the pit. So okay. there was a little bit of room there where you could stand up and kind of, you know, dance around like, a bit. When you get when you buy like a normal ticket, like you buy like a normal seat, like it's lovely. You have the option if you want to stand or you can sit. But the bar yeah. stool, I wasn't sure if you actually could stand up. You could, so, but know. there were constantly like security people walking through there. And, mm. You know, there was a lot of traffic walking around in that area. I, I mean, as an artist, I don't know if I would want to see the the people closest to my stage seated the whole night. Right. You know, I, exactly. you, you kind of feed off of the people that are jumping up and down and dancing and having a good time. I mean, maybe you're, you know, you're looking over the barstool people over to the the people who are really getting down. But I don't know. I I don't know what it was like for her, but you know. There was a little bit of envy. Like I, when I saw the bar stool seats go on sale, I'm like, absolutely not. Like $500 <laughs> is, is way too much. And the night of the show, I will admit there was a little bit of envy, but at the same time, I think there was just, it was a different experience. And I, and I yeah. still had a fantastic experience on my shows and I, I don't regret not getting the bar stool seats. Yeah. If anyone did get Barstool, let us know what was the experience like because yeah. I don't know if they offer it again for this upcoming tour. Maybe it'll be priced differently. I don't know. But like I think a lot of us might just be kind of curious what the vibe was like. And I want to know if you did the Barstool seats, if you would do it again. You yeah. Know, is, was is it worth it, it? Was it worth the money for the experience and the merch that you got? Was it worth the $500 that you dropped for those particular seats? Be interested yeah, to know. So know. hit us up on social if uh, if you thought that that was worth it. Um, yeah. Let's move on, Pam, to the songs of the Meaning yes. of Life tour. Let's talk a little bit about the set list. All right. So should we just go down quickly and let's do it? Yeah. Let's just read real, it real okay. quick. Read off the set list that we got each night. Okay. And then there there will be some some notes. So as an overall, this was the this, the set list. Um, opened with a moment like this, then went into meaning a life, walk away, love so soft, whole lot of woman, hazel eyes, piece by piece, break away. Then we had a medley of because of you, just missed the train, beautiful disaster, sober, good goes the by, and would you call that love? Then we went into our minute and a glass of wine segment, which we're going to get into a little bit. Then Run, Run, Run with D.R. King from The Voice. We had Move You at some shows. I'll elaborate that out in a minute. Yeah. My Life Would Suck Without You, Heat, Heartbeat Song, Miss Independent with Kelsey and Bryn, or Maggie Rose if it was one of those three shows. Yeah. Um, then we had our encore of It's Quiet Uptown from the Hamilton Mixtape, Never Enough from The Greatest Showman, Stronger, and Since You've Been Gone. That, so that might be, by the way, my my favorite encore 
of those four oh, so good that's probably the most solid encore of any kelly tour that there's ever been I, and i don't i don't mean to jump ahead and, and talk about that kind of stuff ahead of time but i mean that was a phenomenal encore because first of all when when the tours start and especially in this day and age of internet everything gets streamed you know there's live tweeting that sort of thing so the majority of people knew what to expect from the set list before they even went to their show. And I really tried hard to avoid spoilers. I wanted to be surprised when I went to my show, but I couldn't help it. You know, I just, my curiosity got the best of me. And so when I saw that she was going to perform Never Enough and It's Quiet Uptown in concert, I freaked out because those are, and I will always say that those are two of her best vocal performances that she's recorded and the fact that we got to see those live on a nightly basis was ridiculous. So, I mean, you add that with her arguably two largest hits ever. And that's, I mean, that's an incredible encore. Totally. Um, yeah. And it's like those two songs are songs that like you wouldn't expect to hear in a concert. Yeah. Like it's one of those things like, will I ever hear them live? I don't know. Maybe. And then like every night, like what a cool vibe, even for like a casual fan who may be a fan of that. Uh, of 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 Hamilton or of the Greatest Showman, they're like, wait, I I know the song, not for Kelly Clarkson, but I I love these, so yeah. it's it was it was cool. I also like that they added a little bit of extra production value to those she, particular like, rose songs. From the ground, yeah, she, like, ro- oh. like all night she's like walking the stage, she's going back and forth on the catwalk, she's doing all the things, and then all of a sudden here she is rising up above the stage on this little platform and. You know, she's got these big costume changes. I mean, it was a really, really uh, cool portion of the show. And to, to put it into the encore, I mean, it made it made it worth waiting for. So funny. So for Never Enough, I feel like when she hits like that big, like big, powerful section, like, I don't know if it's like the second chorus or the second verse, mm-hmm. I don't remember. But like, she's like holding on to something so she doesn't fall. Because like, if you haven't seen the video or didn't see it live, like this the part of the stage she's standing on rises very high up. Yeah. Um, she's like holding on to something. It looks like a pimp stick. <laughs> this whole time, I think I always thought about that. I was like, all right, Kelly. Um, <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was really funny. But we're kind of already getting to the end of the show. But going back to the very beginning, we're not going to go through everything entirely. But yeah. I was freaking out when I heard that she was going to be doing a moment like this opening with it. Yeah. Because she did it like acapella. Mm-hmm. first of all i'm a sucker for that and it's a song that she had said like she didn't really ever want to sing again and to bring that out it just felt like the biggest surprise ever it was very full circle i feel and i think that maybe that's why she opened with it just to be like here's where i started and then going into meeting a life it was just like the perfect segue into like then and now yeah i never thought i would ever see a moment like this live yeah because i hadn't before this tour because she has she had like retired this for years yeah brought she... it back and i was like Oh my God, it's finally happening. Yeah, she had performed it, you know, during the Breakaway tour. I don't think she brought it out after the Hazel Eyes tour. Um, And then she performed it, uh, oddly enough, at a show that I went to. Uh, She performed it on the 10th anniversary of her winning American Idol, which she had a show. She had a show that night, and that was when she was doing the, the requests. And she said she had a bunch of people request it for the 10th anniversary, so she performed it. And then I don't think she performed it again until the Meaning of Life tour. And it was really cool because as the, you know, the lights go out and we get uh, You Shook Me All Night Long, which I love that, she, you know, that tradition has continued. 
uh, they did sort of a, a video career retrospective that sort of yeah. went backwards in time from where she was. And she's done these kinds of things before uh, at the beginning of shows. I think they did it at the beginning of the All I Ever Wanted tour as well. And she gets it all the way back to the beginning of her career. And then she pops out of the the catwalk of the stage and she does a few bars of uh, a moment like this. It was really cool. Cool to hear the song again. Um, you know, the outside of the the one-off performance on the the idol 10th anniversary you know she was she was sort of performing it as like the rock version if you've ever heard that bootleg yeah. from the the breakaway tour days when she did the rock version of moment like this which was phenomenal i kind of kind of wish she'd bring that back um it was really cool to to hear the song in its sort of original form again and mm-hmm. And like you said, Pam, for her to go right into from her very first song that she did right into a song, uh, the title track from the newest album was kind of a cool juxtaposition to kind of show how far she had come and just a a nice way to kick off the show. Not my favorite way that she's ever opened a show, but a really nice way to open up the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then she does a couple of other singles and some other tracks from Meaning of Life. And I kind of want to go right into the medley to talk about that. So. The medley was an interesting choice. Uh, these are not the songs I would have thought she would have picked, nor did I think they were necessarily like. I mean, there's some there's some definite there, fan favorites in here, and maybe, yes. and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it was a little bit of fan service. Maybe, but like I don't know. I thought like including like "Good Goes the By" and like "Just Missed the Train" on this tour was just a little bizarre. Uh-huh. I mean, like I don't care. Like I enjoyed this medley again, just to remind you all it was because of you which again one of her biggest hits and she only did like a couple seconds of it i was like yeah. all right a little, a little weird but whatever because of you just missed the train beautiful disaster which is one of those songs that was never a single but every casual a lot of casual fans know it for some reason uh-huh. I don't know, maybe it was like a free itunes single back in the day i don't know <laughs> um sober we love yeah uh good goes the by a lot of people like it but it was a very random piece by piece track yeah um and then would you call that love which a lot of people love that song which that that made sense because it was that's i mean the meaning of life album but uh-huh. it was nice i liked the medley i thought it was a cool concept for them to do that as a service to the fans like hey we know you love a lot of these songs we can't fit it full fit full versions of everything but we're gonna do a little bit for you as like a little tease i just would have swapped out a couple of these with like other songs yeah yeah, I like, mean, I don't know. Maybe like already gone. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know how I feel about medleys at shows. Um, it's 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 always a weird choice for me. Um, yeah, you know, because it kind of takes me a little bit out of the moment because every song that an artist performs at a concert is a, is a bit of a moment, and you want to you want to live in that moment, and you kind of know how long you're going to be in there, and so for an artist to sort of take you out of it right away and put you in another one very quickly is a little jarring. Um, Again, I was very like confused by the song choices, but not until later on after I kind of had some time to live with the show, because at the time we're sitting there in the arena and she starts singing, just missed the train. We lost our damn minds. Oh, oh, of course. Like I was very happy with this, but I was like, why? Yeah. It was, yeah. Same thing. It was like, yeah, I had to kind of think about it afterwards. You're like, that was an interesting choice. Yeah. It was just like, oh my God, can you believe she sang a little bit of just missed the train? I can't believe she remembers that song. And holy crap. I'm so glad we all get to hear a little bit of sober. Yeah. But you're right. It was definitely like a really cool thing in the moment. Then you're like, you take a step back. You're like, 
wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> However, <laughs> some people are hearing us talk about this medley and they're just like, what are you even talking about? My show didn't have a medley. Correct. So she omitted the medley for the last five shows of the tour. So I think some of them were in Ohio. And then the last weekend was, I was actually supposed to go to this weekend and didn't work out, but I was, um, what was it? It was Atlanta, Nashville, and Greenville, South Carolina. They didn't get the medley. Uh-huh. I don't know why. We actually had someone ask, like, why? And I'm, I don't know what the reasoning was. I don't know if it's because. I may have reached made- out to certain people to ask why the medley was cut, and I never heard back. Did you really? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went to the very last show, and I kind of didn't. I don't know if I even, like, realized the medley was cut. Maybe I did at the time, but. Um, I don't know if it's because they were running, you know, they realized like, you know, curfew was about, like becoming a thing, you know, and they had to cut some stuff short. Do they want to expand mint and a glass of wine, make it a bit longer? Were they just over it? I don't really know, but it's common. I mean, we see this almost with every tour where they're cycling some stuff in and out. Um, usually it doesn't happen that late in the tour, though. Usually, no. it, usually it's like the first couple of shows. Like usually the the very first show of a tour is really great to go to because you are getting the whole show that they envisioned. And then it'll usually be like the second or third show, maybe a, a couple of shows later. They'll start to say, OK, like certain stuff isn't working. Let's rework the, the set list and maybe yeah. drop a song. But this was I mean, this was 23 shows into the into the the tour, and they decided yeah. to drop the the uh, the medley. So, a couple of other quick setless changes. Uh, Move you was only played for the first 15 shows, so about half the tour, and then they just got rid of it. And then Broken and Beautiful, they performed at the last three shows, so the very last weekend. So that was um, Atlanta, Nashville, and Greenville, South Carolina. So they did Be- Broken and Beautiful then. Only because it had just come out that week. Yeah. Um, so she was like, let me promote it. So yeah. that was fun to hear live. Um, so right after the medley, though, is the minute and a glass of wine segment. So um, to give a little bit of background, a little bit of context, um, she's done like a different cover every night since 2012. I think it was the first leg of the the Stronger Tour she started to do that. She would, you know, fans would go online. They would submit a cover that they wanted her to do. They would, she would learn it the day of, the day before. I mean, and she's, and don't she, get us wrong. Like, she's been doing covers every tour for her whole career. Specifically, fan ones. Exactly. Yeah. These were fan, fan requested ones. ones. Yes. Um, and so that was really 2012, I would say through about 2015, she did that. It was a couple of tours. This time she had said she wanted to do, she was like, you know what? I'm going to be a little selfish this time, as she should be. Um, she had just announced the talk show that it was, it hadn't aired yet, but just had like announced that she was going to be doing it. And they were doing, so, they were doing promos. They were showing promos, um, yeah. for the talk show at the, in the, the pre-roll on the video screens. They yeah. were, and they were using footage from the pilot episode that she did to yeah. the test run episode. Exactly. So then they incorporated instead of just using that time for one like fan song, they used it for the minute and a glass of wine segment, which she had kind of previewed a little bit. She had done like a what she calls like webisodes on like Facebook or YouTube where she yeah. would just like drink wine and chat or whatever. But this was always a cover, always a song. And then there was sometimes other stuff. Um, she would sometimes bring out celebrity guests, which I actually have a list of every celebrity that was out for those. <laughs> um, I went through them last night. Um and then sometimes she also brought out some like 
everyday people for like the, you know, what I'm liking, rad human kind of segments. That's what they ended up kind of turning into. Mm-hmm. So the cool part is that you never knew you never knew what you were going to get when you went to your show. Were you going to get a just a cover? Were you going to get a celebrity duet? Were you going to get your neighbor hanging out there? Like yeah. you had no idea until you showed up. Um and it, it was completely different. So throughout the tour, she brought out a lot of people from The Voice because at this point, she had only been doing The Voice for about a year now. So she brought out any of our Voice fans, and I'll read off a, a couple of names. You may know them. Linnea Moore, Chevelle, who she actually won with for season 15, Sarah Grace, Dylan Hartigan, Caleb Lee, and Abby Cates. As far as other celebs go, she brought out John Legend in L.A., who – she sang run 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 with which we're gonna get into next so we have we have thoughts on this i think um <laughs> that was typically with dr king from the voice who was a, a background singer on the meaning of life tour but john legend did that in la and then she brought out reba for the nashville show they did like a medley of uh certain songs so yeah they did those- uh can't even get the blues fancy is their life out there freedom i think they did because of you yeah they did yeah um, they started off with because of you because of you yeah yeah so those were the celebs that came out. We're not going to get into every single uh, minute in a glass of wine because that will take forever. But yeah, these were broad- broadcasted on Facebook Live every night. So you can go back and watch them right now if you haven't seen them yet or want to relive it. Um, but it was a really cool concept. And I think it was a great way to get everyone involved. Even if you were halfway across the world, you wanted to see what was going on. And you got like a little Kelly performance every night. That's really rad. Yeah, it was it was a, a really neat thing, and especially the whole Facebook Live aspect of it. I mean, not a lot of artists were embracing that. And you have to remember, again, this is four years ago, and Facebook Live was still kind of a unique thing. The fact that we could, we or anybody could go live on their Facebook feed. Uh, so Kelly and her crew really took advantage of that and used it. And it was sort of a neat little marketing tool for the tour every every Thursday through Sunday on Facebook and everybody could tune in and watch. And I really loved that they did this because it gave people who couldn't necessarily go to the show a chance to be a part of the show. And I, I loved it. I love the fact that they did it on Facebook and, and I weirdly, I kind of hope they don't do it for future tours because I like that this was sort of a special thing just for the meaning of life tour. Yeah, I will say that I think almost every show I went to, they it was just it, it was longer because some of them were a lot shorter than others. You'll see some videos were like thirteen minutes, some were almost a half hour. The ones I went to, it it it, it was almost like not as enjoyable live because you're just kind of standing there like, what's going on? Like, yeah, it, it was a little bizarre when you're there live. Um, it was it was much different vibe when you're sitting at home. You're like, oh, cool, okay. But uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but it was just, I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. I mean, we were sort of unwittingly made a TV audience. uh, (laughs) That's a good way to put it. It it was almost like for that time during Minute and a Glass of Wine, she was talking to the Facebook audience rather than us. And we're all just like, she knows we're in the room, right? Um, Yeah. And not saying that she was ignoring the crowd, but- it, it was, yeah, it was a little awkward, but I think especially as the tour had gone on for a while, people understood what it was. They got it. They were, you know, excited about it and trying to hoot and holler during it. Um, so it made more sense. But I think early on in the tour, it was a little confusing. 
Yeah. So I have two questions for you. Number one, of the shows you went to, what was your um, Men and a Glass of Wine segment like? And two, what were some of your favorites? Um. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I didn't watch a bunch of the Minute and Glass of Wines, or at least I, I, I should let me rephrase that. I haven't watched them in a long time. I did watch a lot of them when they were live, but I never went Correct. back and rewatched them. Um, so you didn't spend a half hour or sorry, an hour and a half like I did last night just watching <laughs> these because I no. forgot what happened. <laughs> no. And and you're going to have to remind me, did they did broadcast the cover song, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because they wouldn't broadcast anything else from the show. But the, yeah, they did do the uh, cover because I remember, I mean, look, I I am so biased because it was during the Minute and a Glass of Wine segment that like the whole thing happened with me from the stage. And so I, I am very biased for that one being the one from Rosemont, Illinois. Um, and then I think that was the show she did the Shawn Mendes cover, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, In My Blood, I think. Yeah. So I was, I mean, I, I loved that particular one um i'm trying to rem- God, I, I mean none of the other ones really stand out for me but also they're not fresh in my mind like they are for you right so i can i'll read off some of mine if hopefully that will spark some uh in inspiration um so i this is not a flex i do not want i want to prep as i do not mean to sound like i'm showing off but i was very fortunate enough i got to go to four shows this, that tour um so the first one was the New York show, which I'm going to admit when I was there, I was like, I don't want to hear this cover. Like, this is not like my vibe. When I rewatched it, I'm like, this is really good. So again, <laughs> it's like you kind of have to like be right place, right time. She was like a mashup of like a Cardi B song, Better Now by Post Malone and X Factor by Lauren Hill, which is like fine. Like, they're great, but it just like wasn't what I was expecting uh-huh. in the slightest. But it, when I watch it back, I'm like, this is really really good and really clever how they mashed it all up um i think they brought out some guy that like was doing some like adult dancing with with kelly Uh um on Uh stage and it was just interesting (laughs) seeing kelly like almost twerk on stage so and i was right in the front i'm like this is interesting okay all right um then I went to Boston and she did a song I did not know, uh, Nobody's Crying by Patty Griffin. Um, it was good, but again, like I didn't really know it, so the bar was pretty low there. Um, I'm sorry, Kelly, Patty's great. I just don't know it. The second the the and then I went to the Connecticut show the second night because she did two nights there and she, this was a really good one. She did a duet with Bryn. It was Make It Rain by Foy Vance. And I always want to say Vance Joy because they're very similar names, but mm-hmm. very good cover. And then I did the last show, which was the Greenville, South Carolina show. She did Time After Time with Kelsey. Oh, nice. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, Greenville was a fun show because that was the last show of the tour. That was when Brandon came out uh, during Piece by Piece and like played guitar while kelly was there and it was like a nice little surprise yeah it was very cute at the time and there was also the best part about going to any closing show which i had never done before was the pranks oh sure bad pranks they prank i think they pranked kelsey they definitely i know aben definitely pranked maybe someone maybe jason as well pranked uh brin by dressing up as clowns during her performance um And yeah, there's just like a lot of going up on. St- I think the whole band at one point went on stage during Bryn's set and like was playing like volleyball or something. It was really fun. Um, 
So anyway, if you have a chance to go to the fi- any final show, yeah, highly recommend it. Um, and my some of my favorite songs though for "Minute in a Glass of Wine" from ones I didn't see. Love Tin Man, which was I think the opening night. She did Tin Man by Miranda Lambert. Uh-huh. Um, she did the wait. I guess she did Aretha's version, not the band's version. Okay. Um, the joke by Brandy Carlisle. She did Boys Round Here in Tulsa by uh, by Blake Shelton, except she did like Girls Round Here. That was one of my favorites. I loved it. Yeah. Um, she did Valerie by Amy Winehouse, but she like did a much slower version, which I preferred because she was sick. I don't prefer that she's sick, but I like the version. Yeah. Um, and then she did Shallow from A Star Is Born. Loved it. I think th- that one went, I think, like semi-viral. So those are some of my favorites. Oh, uh, wow. Um, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you definitely. Uh, I told you I had to come prepared. You did. Yeah. Well, and, and you uh, you, you went to anything. more shows. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, so I went to two shows. I went to the, uh, the Chicago show. And then I also went to the uh, Minneapolis St. Paul show. Um, the Minneapolis show, if I remember correctly, the cover that night was a Willie Nelson song. Um, I think she did crazy. If I'm not mistaken. I, I'm just trying to remember that off the top of my head. Uh, the shows were, were very, I mean, again, they were very similar because the, uh, the, the twin Cities show was like, I don't know, a week or so before the, uh, Chicago show. So they were, they were very similar. Um, as far as favorite performance, I mean, anything she does by Brandy Carlisle, uh, I'm always a big fan of. I thought that that was really, really great. Um, she did um, she did a cover of the Chainsmokers and Coldplay tune, uh, something just like this. Um, yeah. She did that one. I believe that one it was in Kansas. I don't remember what city it was. Whether it was, no, that's that, Lincoln's in Nebraska. Um, Wichita, maybe? That might have been Oh, right. maybe. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, And then, I mean, yeah, Shallow, which I was so mad because she did Shallow in Green Bay at the Rush Center. And I've been to shows at the Rush Center before. In fact, I hadn't been there since the Hazel Eyes tour. And I almost went to that show. And I'm so mad that I didn't go because, uh, like you said, I mean, it was one of the one of the best nights for uh, for a uh, cover for her to perform that song was so, so cool. Um, yeah. So again, I didn't go to as many shows, so I don't have as many, uh, memories as it, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm glad you got to go to as many shows as you did. Um, I do also remember, I think it was in, was it in Baltimore or Cleveland? She did Aerosmith. Um, she did. I think that was in, Baltimore. Okay, yeah, she did. Don't want to miss a thing by uh, Aerosmith, which she should have done that in Boston, right? Um, right. Yeah, I love it whenever she covers uh, Aerosmith. So yeah. the fact that she did yet another Aerosmith song was uh, was pretty awesome. So I'm uh, I'm stoked about that one. That was a good one. Yeah. So guys, let us know what your favorite minute and a glass of wine songs were, or the, you know maybe it was the one that sh- maybe a show you went to, or just one that you found online. Let us know. Um. I think our next segue is to the song that a lot of us were confused why it was in the set <laughs> Run, run, run. Um, you know, we've spoken about it, run, run, run. Like, I, I think it's fine. Like, I, I think it's an okay song. I think it was a little bit of a, you know, it's it's okay. I think the, there was a lot more potential with her and John, and this just didn't 
didn't we didn't get there um it's okay i never go out i never go out of my way to listen but it's it's good i like it it's just there i wonder if she added this song to the set list because this is a a piece by piece song yeah i I wonder if she added it to the set list solely because dr king was on the tour she you know she wanted to give him a chance to shine because i mean obviously you know he wasn't a winner, so she, she couldn't have him open like Bryn did. But maybe she was like, you know what? I'm going to take you out on tour. I want you to sing background, and we'll we'll find a song that the two of us can duet during the show. And Run, Run, Run is a is one of yeah. You know, maybe that's only it. A, only a handful of her duets that she had at the time. So why not? You know, bring yeah. him out and have him sing John Legend's parts. I think it worked well for what it was doing, but at the same time, it's it's not you know. It's not high on my list of my favorite duets. When it was announced and we knew that it was coming on the Piece by Piece album, we had huge expectations for it because it was like, oh, my God, Kelly Clarkson and John Legend are doing a song together. Incredible. Right. And then it just ended up being an okay song. Um, it was, I mean, look, it was a nice moment. I'm super stoked for Dr. King. I'm, I'm glad that he got to have that moment every night on stage. And, uh, yeah, just it was it was a part of the show, I guess. It's part of the show. Are there? Uh, I think the only other song I was going to comment on specifically was Miss Independent because we kind of already spoke a little bit about the the encore, the yeah. last four songs. But Miss Independent, um, we've said this a lot. I I love how almost every tour we get some slight variation of it. It's uh, and it's always so much fun. Like that's the one thing you're like, what's it going to sound like this time around? And I thought, well, this was definitely not my favorite version with Kelsey and Bryn. I really did enjoy it and i thought it was a very fun way and a very inclusive way to include your opening acts later on in the show unfortunately a lot of people don't pay as close attention to opening acts it's just the nature of of what it is um but this was a really cool way to bring them back and let people really hear them especially people who may have missed the opening acts it was it was fun you know you got Kelsey, who's country, who's going to bring a little country flair to it. Yeah, you got Bryn, who is just going to bring a very young perspective to it. So it was—I don't even know if Bryn was around when this song came out. I'm going to be honest; I don't know. <laughs> uh, seriously, and uh, I, it was—it was cute. I don't really want her doing this going forward, doing Miss Independent constantly with other people, but it was nice. I did like it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, you could tell that. Kelsey and Bryn are both people who have been influenced by Kelly. And so the fact that they got to sing that song with her each night on stage was probably a really cool moment for the two of them. And I don't know if we were planning on talking about sort of a, a pseudo elephant in the room um, when it came to Kelsey Ballerini, but I think that, I loved that she brought both of the of the women back out onto the sh- onto the stage to to sing with her. Miss Independence a great song, especially when you've got a you know sort of a girl power lineup like you had. Um, I did think initially when I saw the tour announced, I did think that this was sort of a repeat from the piece by piece tour, where she put sort of a a bigger name on the bill with her that I truly do believe assisted when it came to selling tickets night after night. Because piece by piece, piece by piece, she brought Pentatonix out with her. 
which I mean, there were some nights where it was almost like a 60, 40, 50, 50 audience between people who came for pentatonics versus Kelly. Um, and funny enough, when Kelly toured with the fray during the stronger era, there were nights when I saw a lot of people when, cause they, what they were doing is they were trading whether or not they would, who would go first. So sometimes right. Kelly went first, sometimes the fray went first and the show that I went to the fray went last and I saw a lot of people leave after oh, yeah. Kelly was done. I did that one night. Cause I yeah. think I went to two shows that tour and it was, they were back to back nights. So the first night Kelly played first and I left immediately after her set. Yeah. And then the second night I was there for the entire show. So yeah, I thought it was brilliant though to bring out, to bring Kelsey because yeah, she's going to bring a lot of, she has a, I mean, of course, they have some overlap fans, of course, but yeah. she's going to bring a lot younger demographic, and I guess she'll bring a bit of a country, I guess. Yep. Um, even the Reba Kelly tour in some markets, it, I mean, it was definitely a lot more Reba, but like Kelly, I mean, case in point, me, I would have, I at the time wouldn't have gone mm-hmm. if Kelly wasn't there, but um, now I would have. But uh, yeah, I think having a really strong support is so important. So like, Someone did ask us, how do they choose opening acts? I mean, like, no, numbers is a big thing. Yeah. Having, you know, sales numbers from other artists and their social numbers. Like, it, it's a it's a big thing having a solid support. So it was brilliant to bring Kelsey out, even though I – I mean, the, the, this is the point where we talk about our feelings about the opening acts. I'm not a huge Kelsey fan. I think she's a lovely person. Uh-huh. I, like, I like two of her songs, but – I'm. I would never go to see her on my own time. Um. So I was pretty bored during that. Uh huh. And I also saw Maggie Rose for one show, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so not the vibe of this crowd." But Maggie Rogers, not Ra- Maggie Rogers. I'm getting a different artist confused. Maggie Rose was wonderful, but it was so not like the Kelly Clarkson crowd. If yeah, that makes any sense. She's way more like soul funk rock, but I thought she was so. Yeah. And Brynn is wonderful. I love Brynn. I've seen Brynn a few times before, and um, she was delightful, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did a lot of smiling during Brynn Cartelli's set because, first and foremost, I was just so happy for her. I mean, she already had won The Voice and was getting to live out her dream of, of being an artist and a musician, and I was just so excited for her to be on stage in front of so many people and get to sing her songs and and do her thing. It was it was really really awesome to see that. I was I was very excited about that. Um, but also when it came to Kelsey, I was very unfamiliar with Kelsey's stuff. I don't listen to a lot of new country. Um, I've been exposed to a lot of newer, and when I say new country, I mean like country from the last like ten years. Because um, I just I go and I write reviews for for concerts that come through my area. So I've seen a lot of country and and more of it has been sort of like the bro country. Um, But I do get exposed to some of the the younger female artists. And I was pleasantly surprised by Kelsey's set. I actually really enjoyed her set. I thought it was a lot of fun. Now, that's to say I don't own any of Kelsey's albums. I have, I think, maybe two of her songs on my playlist. Uh, I think one of them is a duet with Kenny Chesney. So there's there's not a lot of her material that I'm familiar with, but I did enjoy her set. I thought she's a an infectious personality. I think she's really super fun. She she brought the right energy, and I think that they 
we're probably overthinking it or maybe we're just too close to it or what. I think we're too close to it. <laughs> I think that they, I think they, the people that book Kelly's tours learned their lesson from the piece by piece tour because I honestly do think that Pentatonix was almost too big of an artist to bring out on tour with her as an opening act and not as like a dual uh, yeah. sort of show like the, the Honda Civic tour was because Pentatonix brought a lot of fans like Pentatonix sells out arenas. And this is like, I mean, they were just here in my city uh, a few months ago, sold out an arena, 14, 15,000 people. So they can do that on their own. I think that they were probably a little bit too big of an artist. Kelsey Ballerini now granted it's four years later. Kelsey Ballerini is a, a big star in country music. She could probably sell out uh, arenas in, in certain markets. Uh, so right now I would say Kelsey is probably too big of an artist to bring out with Kelly. But for that moment in time in 2019, she was probably just big enough. Plus you're, you know, a pop singer targeting, you know, a, a different kind of an audience, you know, it's a little bit different. So she was fine to bring out. She was about as high a caliber of an yeah. artist that I would bring out at this point. Yeah. So it was very smart. Um, you know, Kelly's agent, the way that they did this. And also Bryn obviously doesn't have like, didn't have a huge fan base at the time. Cause she had only won a couple of months earlier, but like she does have a lot of that younger crowd. So it was a really good mix for mom and the kids to go to the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the mom is there to see Kelly Clarkson and the kids are maybe a big fan of Bryn and or Kelsey. Maybe they know some Kelly stuff as well. But like I thought that was like the perfect formula. Or especially if they were families that like watch the voice together. And so yeah. they're, they're obviously familiar with Kelly and, and her personality and, and probably some of her music. But they also know Bryn because they followed her journey through the show. Exactly. So it was even though I'm not a big Kelsey fan, it, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. So. Good job, CAA. Great job. The next area of the Meaning of Life tour that we want to cover is Kelly and the things that she wore during the tour. And that, of course, requires us to put out the bat signal. The orange coat has been placed into the sky and up it appears our fashion correspondent, Rob. Hello, Rob. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Now this is more than oh, yeah. This you. is more than halfway into the show, so uh, I don't know if we can call this a, a halftime report. Are we going to do this again, uh, Rob? Well, is that that that's up to you. Listen, as the sportiest member of the team here, um, <laughs> I'm I'm willing to roll with the punches okay. and um, knock it out of the park. Okay, great. All the illiter- <laughs> all the uh, sportsisms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know me. All right, so uh, um, okay. obviously, Rob, there was a pretty consistent look for the Meaning of Life tour. Kelly kind of kept it the same night after night uh, with the occasional uh, switching it up. Uh, your thoughts on the looks from the Meaning of Life tour? Yeah, you know, my thoughts on the looks is we we looked at, let's say, whoever is designing or curating these outfits, we looked at the piece-by-piece tour and was like, you know what? I like the idea of costumes, but I don't necessarily like the idea that everything she's going to wear makes a statement. So I'm just going to make a statement with one sleeve, (laughs) just the right, just the right arm. You know, I'm going to just focus on subtle pops of color, just, you know, very subtle things and like really like rich looking stuff, you know? Yeah. 
this is definitely like Kelly in her like business bitch tour era. <laughs> yes. But also make it like sparkly. Also make it sparkly. But like sparkles have been kind of like the the scourge of the tour wardrobe for about a decade now. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's always been a little bit like sprinkled in We somewhere. can look back to the um, All I Ever Wanted tour as the beginning of, I don't know what to wear, so I'm just going to make it sparkle and then wear like cargo pants. <laughs> Blazer and cargo. A blazer, cargo pants, glitter, a glitter top, <laughs> and that's it. You know. And then either barefoot or in like ridiculous heels. It's like one or the other. Oh yeah, there's no in between. Um, yeah. Overall, this is a wardrobe that um, truly fits the style of the album, the vibe of the tour. In more, like in more, most more cases than anything else in any other tour this definitely like looks like the album looks like the artwork that we got for the album it's more cohesive than anything she's ever done yeah i think that's a good point i think like what are your thoughts on the outfit like my favorite outfit was when she was doing never enough and it was like the i don't even know how you explain it it kind of looks like a blazer but it's like a long looking Mm -hmm. kind of thing that looks like a ringmaster kind of coat i kind of love it yeah yeah it's not. It's not great. It's not bad, you know. Oh, I. I didn't. Well, I. I just did not like <laughs> that part of the tour. I, that part of the concert in general. Like, I was always of the school of like we could take these two songs out and sing more songs from the album, but that's not. Okay. That's, that's not fair. wardrobe related. It was just kind of like oh now I have to sit here and listen to these songs that I enjoy, but not hear you know did and I that I really or like right. cruel you know anything. So. That aside, it's okay. a fine outfit. It looks like she's about to, you know, light a three rings on fire, you know. Which maybe that's on purpose, given like Greatest Showman, right? Greatest Showman. Like, do we yeah, know? and then she's just kept it on for a song about a dead son. <laughs> <laughs> do we keep that? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 not wrong. I mean, it's it's not. That's what the song's about. Yes, that's oh. what the song is. I mean, are are we saying it's too soon to talk about the death of of uh, Phil, Philip Hamilton? We're talking about for, uh, it's quiet uptown for anyone. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's quiet uptown. Happens yeah. in the show after the death of Philip Hamilton, which mm-hmm. who who died in like the seventeen hundreds. I think we're past it now. I think we can we can start to make the jokes. I will admit here that I fell asleep during Hamilton and nah, nah, but there's okay. more. No, I know. And in this moment where he dies, I was so asleep that I was slumped in my chair and my phone fell out of my pocket and it's like, oh, he's dead. Silence in the whole theater. And it was like, bah, 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 my phone. <laughs> but also tell them who you were sitting oh, here. I was sitting next to Manuel's father because it was the first briefing on Broadway. Very no. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But like I, I know we never talked about it. I know he, he's like you were asleep, but he must have that memory of like there was this person asleep on, at my son's big show. He was probably like, oh no, this show's going to be a disaster. This guy fell asleep next to me, fully asleep within fifteen minutes of the show, and then my phone decides <laughs> to fall out of my pocket when the the, the teenage son of however old that is away. a hilarious story. <laughs> yeah, oh horrible. <laughs> can't make this up you can't wow we do yeah Uh, first and foremost uh you know it's funny that you mentioned sort of the looks from uh piece by piece and meaning of life looking similar because 
They did have the same wardrobe supervisor, and that is Arlisha Randall. She is the assistant stylist on stylist rather on the Kelly Clarkson show. Uh, so I'm assuming she, you know, yeah, that. I'm wow. assuming she works relatively close with Candace. So like the two of them are putting the looks together, and uh, she was you know in charge of the wardrobe for Meaning of Life. And I have to say that, um, and I don't know if it's too early for. Uh, mine and Pam's thoughts on the wardrobe looks, but meaning of life is, is up there. Definitely top three with my favorite tour looks that she's ever had. Mm -hmm. Agreed. It's for me. It's meaning of life breakaway. Um, Hazel eyes, that whole vibe. Yeah. Not addicted, not addicted because let's not forget what we went through yes. with <laughs> those, body those body suits. suits. But, um, but meaning of life, even stronger was cool with the bangs. Yes. Um, but you know, the beginning of the glittery tops were back then too. Um, but it was cohesive. It Arlisha learned from her mistakes with the piece by piece tour. Let less is more, mm -hmm. fewer colors, you know, don't clash with all the visuals on this tour because it was a very visually heavy show. You know, the that screen was enormous. Um and it just less little less little mermaid. Less tentacles, fewer tentacles. Um <laughs> You know, just cohesive. You know, um, I, my favorite one that she wore was the um, the white and the black, kind of like businessy yes. top and pencil skirt during the me um, <clears throat> minute a glass of wine moments. Yes, but it wasn't every night. It was like occasionally. It she wasn't wore, every night. I, yeah, I had yeah. forgotten that she had worn the white because, like, I don't know if she wore that white to any of the shows I went to. I'm not no, lie. it was typically the um, all black fringy dress yep. yeah. with um, with no shoes when she would do. Correct. Yeah, yeah, she had this uh, glittery white, like low V top, um, real thick belt uh, as always, and then yeah, like you said, a pencil skirt, and she did kind of her hair back in a ponytail, and I mean, mm -hmm. it looked really really good i mean like it's it's very business kelly yeah i was not upset about the belt you know this is a mature businesswoman on her way to make deals with wayfair <laughs> <laughs> you know like at, at this point she had signed the talk show deal right oh yeah we knew that yeah we knew okay. yeah, yeah she was right. well that's why they had, that's why they did the whole segment right. so that like she could she could basically yeah. practice so at this point she's the whole vibe of the tour is look at how rich I am. I'm going to look rich the whole time from top to bottom. You know, oh, 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 do you remember the, um, the jumpsuit that she sang, that she sang, um, was a heartbeat song? Oh no, it was Miss Independent. And she would come out. Vaguely, I jumpsuit. remember this. Yeah, yeah. It was like black and gold. I'm looking this up. It was good. See, not all of them have that. Not all of them have that. Like she changes it up a lot. I don't know, like the first two videos I saw, she's wearing the the black fringe thing, and then she's wearing like the like red cape, little number. What? Oh, that that was great. Um, you yeah, I was like, you like the red. I cape. did, I sure did. You did not. Nah, I didn't love it. Um, but I feel like she wore it. She wore it at all my shows. I, it was it was fine. I mean, the only I liked the black fringe outfit. I liked the white the white shirt, the black skirt, and then I as I mentioned, the never enough like with that like long blazer western show kind of pants suit outfit that i love but at some point in the concert she comes out for the medley and for the piece by piece acoustic wearing like super kelly 
long flowy sleeves and a thin black skirt. And I, that is my favorite of the whole tour. I love that look. Oh, now I have to find this. Me too. Wait, which one is it? The red capey, like. Oh, the red capey mm -hmm. one. Yeah, I don't like that. I love that. It looks like she's going to fly away after the, after she's about to sing run, run, run. She's going to run, run, run with her wings out. <laughs> off the stage. Run, run, run off the stage. But overall, like I really did enjoy most of the outfits this tour. I mean, yeah, like kind of what you said, like comparing it to the previous tour with Piece by Piece, this was just like A plus in any, like in comparison. And I do like how a lot of the outfits and the color scheme and the vibe definitely matched the album photo mm -hmm. shoot as well as the tour book yeah. a lot of just like black gold white red that was pretty much it and i love that it was cohesive and it was just on brand and i'm like yeah it actually makes sense it had a vibe it had a vibe that matched everything that we were it had it matched the merch that matched the album art that matched the yes. website that matched everything as far as the merch goes like you know, we still got the plenty, plenty of shirts that uh, had her face on it, as we always do. But we got one that didn't, and that's what I yes. love. So I know Jeremy and I, we have that black long sleeve with the tour dates, and it just has like the logo, and it's super. I mean, I, I hate the font. I think a lot of us didn't like the font because it's so damn hard to read. But like in general, I love the shirt. I wear it all Same. the time, and not that I don't love Kelly's face. I love her face. I just don't need it across my boobs. Yeah. You know, like I just. And I think she would understand. <laughs> I think she would understand that. There is definitely a, two different camps when it comes to artist merch and whether or not you want to wear their face. Um, I yeah. I admit that early on, I did buy some shirts that had Kelly's face on them. Me too. Uh, 100%. I, I think the yep. Addicted Tour was the last tour that I bought a shirt that had her face on it or that you know her person was on it. I was really glad when they came out with just the plain script uh, tour date shirt for piece by piece. I loved that shirt. And same thing with the meaning of life shirt. Again, just a plain. I think every tour from every artist should offer just a plain script tour date shirt because there are a lot of us out there who don't want to wear an artist's face all over us. Now, with, with that yeah. said, I do love that shirt. It is actually one of my favorite tour shirts that I've purchased. I think maybe just because of the longevity of it. I mean, first of all, I love that it was long sleeve. That was great. Yes. And maybe that had something to do with the fact that the tour was like January through March. So it was an early tour. It was cold weather. It made sense to have a long sleeve shirt. But then I also just loved the simplicity of the shirt itself. Now that said, I was not a fan of the rest of the merchandise because I didn't love sort of the the typefaces used for Meaning of Life, whether it be the no. album, uh, very narrow font, or that sort of scripty, flashy font that they used. There was a lot of, it looked like almost like a lot of gold leaf that they used, the reflective sort of stuff on some of the shirts. Not, not a fan. Yeah. Of, a lot of gold. Yeah, not a fan of that. Uh, the sort of um, drawn outline of Kelly's face for some of the shirts, I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, there just there seemed like there was much fewer options, much fewer variety when it came to the tour shirts for this particular tour. I, I, I seem to remember many more options for previous tours, but this one, it seemed like they really sort of narrowed it down to just a few different choices. And then you had all these other different little items that you could buy or or get. But for the when it came to what came on, the shirt itself, there wasn't a lot to choose from. 
I still use my meaning of life wine glasses all the time. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember you bought them. I sure did. I just need a minute and a glass of wine is what they say. They're the plasticky ones, which they should have said before they charged you. Because mm -hmm. um, the Oh, yeah. You expect to actual expect glass. glasses. Yeah. So the glassware is was available on the website. But when you go to the tour, they sold you like plastic ones. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I know why they did it. It's just because like I remember like one of the tours I worked on, we sold mugs. And like hmm. we had a lot of casualties, a lot of them broke on the road. So I'm assuming they did it for that yeah. reason to prevent like losses. But yeah, they should have told you. They absolutely should have prefaced with that. Well, our our gift for being in like the pit was a blanket. Do you remember this? The blanket. And, um, oh yes. But like, I have one on my bed right now. <laughs> but like everybody was like standing in the pit with a blanket between their it's legs. Holding a blanket. I know it was like that's the one problem with like VIP and like I don't know whenever this next tour if it ever happens like if they do the VIP like merch it's just like it's nice to get the stuff but you no one wants to hold it especially if you're in, in like a GA area if you don't have like an assigned mm -hmm. seat it's like it's a lot of just stuff and no one wants to hold this I don't know maybe if yeah. they came up with a way that all the people that bought the really expensive tickets not only do they come in in their own dedicated entrance but they exit that same entrance and you can yes. have somebody from the tour standing there at the door going here's your parting gift here's your gift bag thanks for coming to the show then you or yeah, then it. you can give it to people but yeah expecting people to to sit through a three-hour show holding on to stuff the whole time is is a little unreasonable and this this isn't unique to kelly like no, i used to everybody. do vip like i used to actually like work for that company that did her vip mm -hmm. stuff and like that's this the whole that's the whole thing um they should mail it you know i'll be willing to spend an extra ten dollars for them to mail it to me totally anyway the one item that i didn't buy but i kind of wish i did just because it was very nostalgic for like the mid-2000s was those <laughs> those booty shorts that said heat on the butt <laughs> we're all gonna Rob, we're the, the, <laughs> your at first i thought rob's My connection froze because he just was look, had this look of disbelief in his face <laughs> But then I think he was just I, um, taking a second to judge Pam. I had to process it because then, because the horrifying thing is my brain immediately went to, what if we all got them? <laughs> oh my God. Well, didn't they sell like back in the day? Didn't they sell like underwear during one of the breakaway tours? This I, I do. Can't imagine. I, I remember this. I, I am not making this up. They definitely sold underwear. Kelly Clarkson underwear, I swear to God. What did it say? Was it just a KC logo? I think it was. Twiggy looking? I think it was. Let me yeah, look. I, I think I, it was either the, the Breakaway or the My December era with the, the KC logo. I'm blown away. Okay, was this it? Hold on. You're going to find some like Etsy yeah. store or something. No, it's fat. It says addicted on the butt. <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah no it was red and re it was white with like red trimming um it was must have been during the addicted tour i knew i didn't make that up those are cute they're kind of a vibe <laughs> anyway <laughs> are we gonna get matching underwear boy they just the, um, the boy the addicted tour episode. man that one just i'm looking forward to they were just like we're gonna yeah go i'm all looking out. forward to when we break down that tour because there were some wild choices for that particular tour <laughs> oh my god oh uh, Rob, is there anything else with meeting a life fashion that you would like to talk about? No, uh, you know what? No, I'm. I like, I like the look. I um, I wish there was more to talk about, but because it was such a safe-looking wardrobe, there's really like nothing. There's no jokes. It's just 
it is what it is. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's easy going. Um, you know, have, have me on for the piece by piece story to hear my real thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you will be back whenever we do that, uh, that tour yes. breakdown. I already have um, jokes written out for it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. We will put out the uh, bat signal and you will get ready yes. to talk. Yes. yes. Uh, our awesome. fashion correspondent, Rob, uh, giving his uh, two cents on the meaning of life, looks and merch. Rob, thank you very much for being a part of the show today. Thanks for having me. So we're going to answer now a couple of listener questions or, um, that we had asked. We we'd asked people, hey, what do you want us to talk about? What do you want us to explain? Whatever. So we're going to go through a few of those right now. Yes. So. The first one is actually from my friend Nick. Hey, Nick. Um, on Twitter, he asked, what kind of wine did Kelly drink during a minute and a glass of wine? Um, now, I don't know if it changed every single night, but I do know for a lot of the nights, she drank a Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. So a nice red. So that answers that that question. So a, a lot of you actually asked, you know, what did you think of the set list and what songs would you have uh changed or not included because a, some a lot of people commented that there weren't a lot of media life tracks so i want to go back and count how many media life tracks we had so the the album had what 12 songs so we got media life is one love so soft whole lot of women technically we got would you call that love we got part of it you can go as far as say we got a little bit of a minute like the intro because she did sing a little bit of it before yeah, so that, that's five. Move You, she sang at a, about half the shows, so I'll include that. And we have Heat. That's seven out of 12. That's actually pretty impressive because yeah. Kelly's a greatest hits artist by now for the tour. We've said that. Unfortunately, yeah. she is. So when you go to her shows nowadays, you're going to be hearing a lot of the hits and like a few album tracks. It's just it is what it is. And we've also talked about, uh, not in great length because we haven't done our our deep dive on Meaning of Life, but we've talked about how Meaning of Life is kind of a side A, side B album. There yeah. are, and, and it literally follows that path if you have the vinyl, where there is a lot of people who prefer side A over side B. Now, I'm not dissing on my side B crew because I love the album mostly as a whole, uh, but I am a side A guy. And so yeah. when you think side A, you're thinking love so soft, heat, meaning of life, whole lot of woman. And okay, so yeah, she didn't play medicine. She didn't play cruel. But there, I mean, what else are you going to play? You know, because don't you pretend not really a great uh, song for a concert? Didn't I? I thought would have been good. I think yeah. didn't I could have been. But it is what it is. Medicine, I've said, like, I saw it once live. And, like, I know I, like, speak at nauseam about how much I love the the album version. But, like, it wasn't very good live just because of that weird, like, voice change thing. It, it, it didn't translate live. So yeah. I don't know if they would have been able to, like, fix that up. I, I don't know. But yeah. I, I think it was smart for them to not include it. And they probably did that on purpose. Well, and I'm also thinking a little bit about going back to um, how you were saying how move you was removed from the set list after about two thirds of the way through the tour. I'm almost wondering if they decided that the tempo of the tour was getting dragged down because you've got a minute and a glass of wine, which those songs aren't always going to be up tempo bangers. Some of them are really beautiful ballads. 
and then you come out of minute in a glass of wine, which is already sort of pseudo stopped the show to a halt because there's a lot of talking and there's, and especially if she does like an interview with people, the show kind of grinds to a halt there. Then she comes out of a minute in a glass of wine and does run, run, run with DR. And then she does move you. So that's a lot of either yeah. grinding the show to a halt or ballads. So that's a very, like, there's a lot of energy that's lost in the show. And I just wonder if maybe after a while they were like, Hey, the show is kind of dragging in the middle a little bit. Like, I feel like we don't have any tempo for a long time between minute and move you. And so maybe they lopped off move you either like we thought earlier for just for time or they lopped it off because it was dragging the show down and they wanted to get right back into the tempo of the show because out of move you, you've got my life would suck followed by heat and then heartbeat song. So you've got tempo again. Yeah. Maybe that was yeah. one of the reasons why I don't know. We, we don't have those inside conversations, but it could very well have been, but you're right. I mean, she played the better half of the album on tour. So I actually think that she, she represented the album pretty well. Yeah. Um, I think the, cause we answered a lot of these questions throughout the episode whether that was like you know uh favorite guest she brought out favorite cover she did um what we thought of the set list like overall i thought the set list i thought it was pretty solid um of course we all would love to hear a lot more deep tracks but like realistically it's just when you have a lot of like you know low-key fan like general fans low-key fans like they're not going to want to hear you know track 11 on i don't know uh, piece by piece I don't even know what that is but like you know what yeah. I mean like that things like that like they're they're, they're gonna want to hear like walk away um I'm surprised the medley didn't include a, like a couple more more familiar songs um uh -huh. but whatever I I it was it, it we've we, we kind of already spoke about medley it was a little weird but like it was fine um and I someone um Aaron um on Twitter wrote how does she come up with the set list? Well, first of all, I'm not sure it's entirely on her. I'm sure she brings like they bring like, okay, here are the songs we definitely need to perform, the Since You've Been Gone's, the Strongers, songs yep. that we probably should perform, Hazel Eyes, Breakaway. And then let's look at the album, the most recent album. What are we promoting? What are the favorite tracks from there that we have to do? Ones that we're considering, ones we definitely don't want to do. Um, and I think a lot of it is just learning as they go along. As yeah. we've as we've said, like setlists change throughout a tour because they learn what works and what they're just not vibing with. So, I and I guess just from their years of touring, they know what songs work in terms of like back to back. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I don't know. There's not an actual formula that I'm aware of. Um, it's just a lot of you know the vibe. They they obviously don't want to like make the same order that they do on meaning a life tour that they do with piece by piece. They need to s switch things up so. People don't know what to expect. Right. And I think that, I mean, look, every album is represented in this tour. Um, I think that there was a deficiency of stuff from All I Ever Wanted. I mean, all we got was My Life Would Suck Without You, which, I mean, look, if you look at the album, yes, that is the standout biggest hit song from the album. But, you know, otherwise you're doing Already Gone. That's a ballad. You got enough ballads in the set list already um you know you're i don't know if you're not gonna do i do not hook up no um 
So I mean, I, unless you did a you know sort of a, a deeper album cut somewhere from that that record, I you know there's not a lot of choices. Um, there's not a ton from Thankful. I mean, yes, we get um, we get Just Miss the Train and Beautiful Disaster, but they're shortened versions in the medley, and then we get obviously Miss Independent. So, and a moment like this. And you're right. Okay, so yeah, maybe they actually I, do get I, a lot. I take that back. There was a lot of Thankful represented. There was let's also count this. Let let let's count this right now. Okay, so there were four. There were four songs from Thankful represented. Only only one of them got performed in its entirety. Correct. But nonetheless, there's still a lot. We've decided six songs from Meaning of Life. Is that right? Seven. Well, if Move You was at some, so we can say seven. Okay, or six, and, and whatever actually, you want to say. And actually, I've already. I've even. Uh, I should have. I should have pulled this up earlier. I already found the. Uh, the breakdown from the albums, uh, six, oh, six songs technically from meaning of life, five from breakaway, four from piece by piece, four from thankful, one from all I ever wanted, one from my December, one stronger, and that's it. And then everything else is, is covers. Oh, she doesn't have Mr. Know-it-all here. You're right. I just yeah. realized that. Yeah. Mr. Know-it-all was, uh, was not represented. I thought it was interesting that they didn't include, uh, Mr. Know-it-all because it seems like, that's a song they always do at corporate shows. They always do it, it seems. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, corporate audiences are going to be very, like, casual fans overall. So it's interesting that they didn't include it in here. But yeah. I don't know. I love Mr. Know-It-All Live, but whatever. As far as, like, songs that I would have added, I don't know. I mean, I'm actually okay with this set list. I mean, sure, I'm always wanting to hear full versions of songs rather than truncated versions in a medley. But I don't actually have a lot of complaints about this set list. I think if I were to drop a song from the set list, I mean, probably run, run, run. Sorry, DR. Um, (laughs) Or I would also maybe consider dropping heartbeat song. Interesting. It's, it's, it's fun, but like, I, I don't need to hear again. Yeah. At least not for a while. Like I would have like replaced that with like a Mister Know It All or something, or like even I don't know Dark Side or Never Again. I don't know. Yeah, I would have. Uh, I would have probably left Run 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 or Move You off of the set list. But I'm also. I mean, I look. I love Kelly singing ballads. I love her singing her ballads. But at a concert, like I love when the when the tempo is kept up. Yeah. So I like you know, sort of a three to one ratio up tempo to ballad in, in a set list. So that doesn't leave a lot of room for ballads here. And I was even going back and looking again at the tempo of the show and starting with breakaway, you've got breakaway, then piece by piece. Then you have the medley, which has mostly mid tempo to ballad songs. Cause you've got, because of you, just missed the train, beautiful disaster, sober, good goes the by. Would you call that love? All of those either mid tempo or low tempo songs. Then you go into minute and a glass of wine. Again, you might get an upbeat song with the cover, but you might also get a ballad. And also you've got the time away from music when she's talking. And then you have run, run, run and move you. So again, lot of slow in that yeah. portion of the show. Um, vocally, it's beautiful, but it's a lot of, tempo missing from the show so i think if there was anything i would have put more tempo back into the show maybe would have done uh maybe would have done all up tempo stuff for the for the uh the medley yeah i agree so 
team, let us know what you think. Are there any songs you would have swapped out? Um, are you content with this? What are what are your thoughts? What what are your thoughts for the medley? I'm very curious about that. Yes. Let or your know. thoughts in general on the Meaning of on Life tour. tour. Anything. Her fashions, the merch, the set list, the tour locations. Um, and I know, it, like Pam said near the top of the episode, you know, we are going to do more of a deep dive just about how touring works in general. So I know there was questions about why she picked the cities that she picked and that sort of thing. Uh, we are going to get to those kinds of questions, but we want to cover that sort of more in a, a broad perspective rather than just about the meaning of life tour. But if you have any sort of input whatsoever about the meaning of life tour, we want to hear it. So please hit us up on our socials. Yes. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at miss into podcast. As always, if you listen on the Spotify app, if you can leave us a rating there, that would be lovely. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, if you can leave us a rating or review or both, that would be wonderful so that other Kelly Clarkson fans can discover us and join in on the conversation with y'all online. So that'd be great. Next week, we're going to be back with a uh, – we haven't done this in a while. We're going to be back with an episode in our Collecting Kelly series, which I'm yes. very excited for. We haven't done that since uh, one of our very first episodes. Yeah, it's been a while. And uh, we'll also be talking a little bit about the NFL honors. We don't really know if there's going to be a lot to talk about, but uh-huh. we'll, we'll, you know, talk about it a little bit. So yeah. that that that's airing off. If you're listening in real time, that's airing on Thursday, February 9th. Yep. I don't remember the channel. Uh, it's going to be on uh, NBC and I believe the NFL Network and Peacock. Great. So, look, I don't know what time. You can find that out somewhere on the internet. And I uh, <laughs> hope you enjoy that. Go go sports ball. Everyone, I hope everyone has fun. And there's also the possibility that we, I mean, we're always on the lookout now and the watch for uh, any kind of album slash tour news. Oh, yeah. So we're always keeping our fingers crossed for that coming out soon. Could the NFL honors be the catalyst for her to announce her tour or album? We don't know. Could be. Probably not, but who knows? Probably not. Stranger <laughs> stranger things have happened. Yes. All right. We will see you all next week. Have a good week. Bye. See you guys. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to missindiepodcast at gmail.com.